Hello everybody, welcome back to the Hamster Business Show. My name is Chris Pastrana, and today I'm here with Scott Harper of Keystone Carvings and Mike. <laughs> How's it going? I just couldn't leave. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, we're going to get a quick word from our sponsors, then we're going to roll right into this. How's it going, Scott? It's going well, thanks. It's good to have, finally have you on the show. I know, yeah, we've talked about this for a while, so I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, it's good to finally make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. Know, first time. So, let's get a little bit of your history on... It was a Keystone Carvings, and we're going to start from there. Keystone Carvings is a stone fabricator from Hudson, New Hampshire. Uh, we're located at One Rebel Road, um, Hudson, right across the street from Reed's Ferry Sheds. Um, Freddie, the owner, has been in the stone industry for 40-plus years. Um, literally started with a hammer and a chisel in the Milford Quarries and uh, has done basically every job in the stone industry you could think of. Um great company to work for uh, awesome opportunity very much um, run like a family business um, people are super helpful it's it's a great place to be very lucky yeah so you say stone industry so I'm just trying to think of what that entails like what type of careers are in stone uh, from installation fabrication running CNC machines um, she's uh, Inventory management, customer service. Um, Keystone does what they call flat work, so it's mostly countertops and stuff dealing with stone that's about an inch thick. Okay. Um, so it's not what the other kind of stonework is dimensional stonework, or one of the other kinds of stonework is dimensional stonework, which is more like curbs and monuments and um, signs and stuff like that. Okay. So it's much more flat work oriented. Well, that's cool. Right. Cool. Because so many half the reason I run the show is I get to learn a lot about industries and other things mm. out there. Because I have no idea. <laughs> like right. I learned recently that there's a like a holistic pet walking industry you can get into and licensed into. I'm like, sounds very green. Yeah, it's very green. Yeah. <laughs> sounds pretty cool. Yeah. So it's just I get to learn so much about businesses and. I guess you kind of forget nowadays that, yeah, there is a stone industry. <laughs> it's like right. There always has been. Right. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, probably more now than there was 10 years ago. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Why so? Honestly, I think Home Depot. Okay. I think Home Depot started offering granite like 15 years ago, 18 years ago, and brought the cost down just by growing the infrastructure of the stone business in the country okay. that there weren't that many fabricators beforehand and there weren't that many places you could get it and it was super expensive and um, Home Depot started offering granite and then Silestone not long after and really grew the the fabricator infrastructure of the country and allowed a lot of the prices to come down where more people could afford it in their houses so more businesses doing it started cropping up um, but I think that's a big piece of the growth that's pretty cool because I know I do a little bit on the real estate investing side and with house flippers, granite countertops are, like, huge. It's a must, like, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think that was something that reinforced the industry is the whole phenomena of flippers in the last seven or eight years. Yeah. And that, that sort of solidified the fact that if you've got a house over X dollars in a given market, you kind of got to put granite in it. Yeah. The hmm. whole HGTV nation, you know, where, yeah. you know, <laughs> kitchens and baths are where you make your money when you sell a home, as you know, I mean, as an investor. I mean, yeah. if you're going to spend money, those are the two places that... Yeah. Make it nice. Right. Jeez, I'm going to myself here. So, what's it like working in the stone industry? So, keystone carvings. So, you said you, you guys sell a lot of, you know, countertops, granite, that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. So, uh, what does that process look like as far as 
building them, putting them together? Is that stuff you guys do? Yeah, we're fabricators, so we yeah. do custom uh, commercial and residential mm-hmm. installations. Yeah. Um, we're a fully digital shop, which is great because we go out and we digitally template mm-hmm. and that gets sent right to our CNC machine. So, um, it's great for the customers because obviously there's always a possibility of, of human error. I mean, no matter if you're running a computer or you're running a tape measure, I mean, um, but the ability to be fully digital is, it makes it a lot, um, smoother process. Yeah. So what goes into that? Uh, we have a tablet. We have two templaters. Um, mm-hmm. There's uh, the equipment itself is quite expensive, but it's a great investment. Sounds it. Um, I think they're like fifteen or sixteen thousand yeah. dollars a piece. I oh, mean, geez. there there's so obviously we need to template a lot of jobs in yeah, order yeah. to make those uh, a viable solution for for clients. But um, it's interesting because. Um, you know, we have a really young crew, so everybody's really technology driven. So the digital aspect of it is is great because everybody embraces the technology versus um, maybe an older crew or an older generation who's been doing it for a long time will just, you know, be happy with the tape measure, and which is fine. I mean, we do that as well. We can work off of hand drawings. We can work off of, you know, anything. But the digital aspect is, you know, it's more definitely more state of the art. than yeah. Especially with the more advanced applications that architects are pushing mm. that there's stuff that you just couldn't do without cutting edge equipment um be tough to describe without having a visual aid but yeah. <laughs> lots of miters and lots of dropped edges and taking a column and completely wrapping it in stone with mitered edges so the seams disappear into the miters or building a sink from mitered edges it, it's a lot of the way that woodworkers would put wood together is is similar to how we're putting stone together in the industry now. And a lot of that stuff you just couldn't do with hand tools or old school bridge saws. Yeah. Hmm. That's really cool. Um, so you work sales, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm the first outside salesperson they've had. Um, Freddie's owned the company for about seven years. They had an inside salesperson um, who's retired. And um, so my focus, uh, again, is more commercial driven. Um, obviously residential will always be a huge part of what we do. Yeah. Um, and that's great. I mean, we certainly, you know, would never look past that, but commercially, um, we recently got approved to do, um, the Concord, uh, hotel they're building downtown Concord, New that's Hampshire. Cool. Yeah. Um, it's going to be beautiful, high end, really boutique, yes. 42 rooms, I think. Yeah. And we just, um, we went in and were able to solve some, some problems they were having and we're going to do, um, all the flat surfaces, so basically vanities, um, we'll do window sp- sills, window sills, fireplaces, um, the reception area. So our name will be all over that. So that'll be that's a great opportunity for us. Yeah, that's a huge job too. It sounds like absolutely. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. So going in the right direction. It's, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we're we're, uh, we're definitely trending up, and and we like to be the shop that says yes when everybody says no or I'm not sure that can even be done. Yeah. Um, Michael and uh, Freddie worked on uh, a few months ago a project um, where we started to curve quartz, thermoforming quartz and curving it. Mm-hmm. Um, Friday, I believe, we just completed um, a 107-foot curved dropped edge bar at the Back Bay Hilton in Boston. Mm-hmm. And we're the first people that have been able to pull off that type of work in this area. Um, there's an opportunity to go national with a, a 
company from California. Yeah. Who heard about what we've accomplished and uh, was completely on board with uh, sending us projects and, and things to quote. So that's really definitely, awesome. Definitely, uh, things are going in the right direction. And commercial construction is is going really well in Boston. There's a lot of cranes up in the air, and that's usually a good indicator of what's happening on the ground. Yeah. Um, so we're we're in a good position to to get to some of that work. Yeah, that's that's really cool. And seeing that type of because it's a it's a small New Hampshire company, right? Correct. Yeah, we have 27 employees in total. Okay, so it's just seeing like that stage of because I, I work with a lot of very small companies here, mm-hmm. but it, and I also see a lot of big ones. But it's fun seeing the ones that are just they're about to branch right. out and become more. Right. That's that's really really cool. Yeah, we've added um, just since I've been there, we've added two fabricators. Um, recently put in a five-axis CNC machine, which allows us to do things that. Literally nobody in this area has the capability of doing so. That'll be. I mean, we could literally make a statue on the, on this machine that we have. Oh, that's cool. So it's it's a really cool, it's a it's a cool tool, but it's a really cool toy as well. You know yeah. what I mean? So <laughs> so everybody watches it work, and they'll they'll be doing some testing, or we had uh, somebody in to do some training, mm-hmm. and I was like a little kid. I just I I couldn't stop watching. I was like, I know I have I have like eight hundred things to do today, but. Um, Kind of like when you're a little kid and you watch an excavator, you know, and you, you, or whatever it is, and you just can't, can't, like look, you away can't away. look away, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty cool. So, what other? Uh, so, you mentioned the was it the whatever hotel there was up there in Concord right. that you're working on. Mm-hmm. Uh, what other type of commercial jobs do you guys do or have done? Um, you know? commercially, I mean. I think this is probably our biggest opportunity as far as I know so far. There hasn't been a lot of, we haven't done a lot of commercial work. Well, there's different kinds of commercial work. There's multi-residential where you're building condos or developments for developers. Mm -hmm. And that's a very different call and scope of work than than the kind of stuff that we're doing in common areas and hospitality spaces for businesses, hotels, headquarters. Um, That's really where I think a lot of the opportunity is, is... um, it's that kind of common areas because generally the bar is set a little higher. The budget is a little higher. Um, if you're not looking to compete on price, then you can execute better work. If you're looking, you know, you can only either do quality or speed or price. You can hit two of those. You can't hit three, mm-hmm. right? right? And and I think we are tra- trying to make sure that we are hitting quality and speed. And our prices are good for what we offer, but they're not the cheapest. If you want to bang out, you know, 20 vanities in a cheap hotel, we're probably not going to be the guy that you want to find. But if you're doing something nice where you care about the experience that people are having and, and it's going to be value-added kind of vendors, then we're definitely in the running. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I think we just bid a couple of um, suites at uh, Logan Airport. Right. You know, Those bids are being worked on today. Uh, for a couple of restaurants, one is a Wolfgang Puck restaurant, right. and Puck, can't remember the name of the other one, but two restaurants inside of Logan. Yeah, it's really cool because those aren't small names either. No, like those are those are big opportunities. Yeah, you, and people spend good money on those. Yeah. yeah, those kind of spaces, people don't cheap out. Yeah, you know, they're and, not looking for quarry, and they're not looking. I mean, they're they know they're coming in mm-hmm. looking for you know a really high grade marble or or granite quartz and some. And the quality of the install is so much of it, too. I mean, the material is a small piece of the equation, but it's the quality of the folks you have doing the work. Yeah. So, say you land a big account. Like, kind of, I don't want to say what's the process look like, but so you get the account, because you had mentioned you have to install these things, too. 
Like, do you guys have the teams that install them as well? Yes, we do. Yeah, yeah, we have two bordering on three different installation teams that we can send out. So big projects are are not a problem. Small projects, obviously, we can do multiple projects per day. Um, most times, most of the guys will do two or three jobs. Kind of depends on the size of the depends job. Depends on the size of the job. But we do the full scope where we get brought in um, almost always in a wholesale capacity. I mean, for the commercial jobs, obviously, it's just a wholesale capacity. But the residential jobs, generally, we get brought in by the builder or the kitchen designer or the interior designer. And we get a drawing. We quote the drawing. We return that quote to them. They decide who they're going to go with. If they're going to go with us, they let us know. We get them on the calendar. We get a crew out to their facility to do a digital template, which has got a laser and a tablet. We build a CAD file on site. We then email that CAD file back to the office. We process that into the CNC machine. Mm -hmm. I couldn't even tell you how that happens, but <laughs> guys that are smarter and younger than me do that. And, um, and then a week or 10 days later, we have fabricated goods that we bring back to the job site and we do the complete installation and we are uh, sort of soup to nuts in that aspect that we're going to handle the whole scope of the stone, providing the goods, templating, fabricating, and installing. Yeah. Hmm. That's, that's pretty impressive. I'm trying to think about jobs that would be really useful in that area. Like, because you said that a hospital would probably be pretty cool. Right. That would be a big job. Absolutely. Hmm. I'm just keeping my head out because I know a lot of interior designers, so I'm just thinking. That's a great connection. <laughs> what I could do, yeah. yeah. Generally in the, in the commercial world, for anything bigger than like a dentist's office or a really small restaurant, it's going to be an architectural millwork firm that mm -hmm. holds the keys to that piece of the project. So the, the person who owns the company is going to say, I need to build a building and they're going to hire an architect and they're going to design a building together, or they're going to hire a design build firm that probably has an architect on staff and they're going to design that building. And then between the architect and the GC or the design build firm and the owner of the company or not, they're going to pick their vendors. They're going to they're going to pick out all their subs. And one of the subs for that is going to be the casework or the millwork. And that's going to be all the cabinetry, all the tables, not the windows and doors, but all the interior millwork. Um, maybe the trim, maybe not. Um, you know, maybe if it's coffered ceilings, it's going to be the coffered ceilings, but it's definitely going to be the casework, the boxes of the bar or the office or the desk or whatever that stuff is. And built into that scope is the scope of the stone because the architectural millwork guys do the laminate, the formica, because that's one of the big things that they do. You know, think about the last time you were sitting in a dentist chair and all the cabinets in your dentist's office. Those were boxes made by an architectural millwork firm that they applied Wilson Art laminate or formica laminate to. So they do that. And then the Corian's kind of fabricated like, like wood, so they'll do that too. But they don't do stone, and yet it's built into their scope. So they, in turn, need to sub out somebody like Keystone Carvings to handle that for them. Mm. And generally speaking, you have to have the right price range to get in their good graces. But once you're in their good graces, they're not looking for the best price. They're looking for whoever can execute that job best. And it might be because they need to value engineer it and it's gotta be inexpensive, or it might be because it's gotta be turned around in 36 hours and they know that that means overtime or somebody that can do something like thermoforming or something that maybe not everyone's capable of doing. And so those are really the folks that would be great introductions for Scott. Yeah. Cool, I like that. <laughs> hmm. Not sure where to go with that now. Speaking, I so. should have brought in my the miter box. Actually, oh yeah, huh? the what? We built a. Um, Michael had the fabricators at the shop. We pride ourselves on on the quality of our work. I mean, most companies do. Um, yeah. A lot of people can't execute mitered edges like we do, so 
the challenge was to our fabricators to build uh, miter boxes. So basically, it looks like a solid piece of stone until mm-hmm. you turn it over and it's hollow. It's five pieces of stone. It's five pieces of stone that literally look seamless. And they're all cut with 45s where they come together at the edges, so the seam mm-hmm. disappears right into the corner. Yeah. And it's a good way to demonstrate what we're capable of doing. Oh, that's pretty cool. That would be good to see. Or yeah. send me a picture. I'll put it on or I something. have it outside. All right. <laughs> so... I'm going to do a quick word from our sponsors, and I'm going to jump into the second half of this where we talk tips and all this fun little stuff. Sure. And we'll go kind of go from there. Okay, so everyone, hold on real tight, and we'll be right back. Corporate sales. Since you're an outside salesperson, mm-hmm. how do you go about finding accounts like that? Because, I know, you probably need a lot of good connections. Um, so let's look at that process real quick because we've got the stone side of it. So let's, let's look at the, the business building end of it. The development of it. Um, yeah. For me, networking has been an, an, an excellent tool. I'm in a BNI chapter in Manchester. Mm-hmm. Um, I also uh, do um, commercial resources group, um, and with that, has been a you know an amazing opportunity to meet people of every walk of life. I mean, um, the commercial resources group in particular. I mean, it's very important to have specific ass. You know, so recently I was looking for a connection to um, North Branch Construction. And um, it's funny when you throw something like that out there, just you see, you know, so many hands raised and they're like, yeah, I I can make that happen. Hmm. Um, And vice versa. I mean, obviously, you know, every person there knows two or three hundred other people. So um, that's been a huge tool. Absolutely. So it's a networking group that um, a group of us put together a few years back, probably four years back, specifically focused on commercial construction and meeting once a month at a good watering hole um, and getting together and spending a couple of hours sort of open networking. We, We chat for an hour just loosely. We sort of call the meeting to order. It's really not a meeting per se. Go around the circle really quick, give everybody 20 seconds to say who they are, what they do, and maybe a door that they'd like open or an introduction that they'd like made. And then go around the circle once and we go back to open networking. But at that point you realize, oh, that person across the room, you know, they're a commercial realtor. I really want to pick their brain or or they're a, you know alternate financing source or whatever they might be involved in commercial startup, fit up, construction Um it's been a really great way to meet people that speak your language and not have to. You know, you go to networking events at the Chamber or, or Friends of Kevin, and you meet all kinds of people. But for what, what Scott's trying to accomplish, what Keystone's trying to accomplish, it's very, very niche. It's a very few people hold the keys to the projects that we really want. Yeah. And frankly, most people don't even know what those companies do. You know, d- did you know what an architectural millwork firm was before we started talking about it? No. And I wouldn't expect you to because it's not yeah. part of most people's world. But those are the folks that we really want to meet. So what mm-hmm. what I found over 15 years of selling to the trades was put these events together where you bring the people you want in the room and create magic for them. And that's part of the value you can bring to the equation. And so that's been really beneficial to Keystone is to be able to, to tap that group once a month and say, here's some folks I met I'd love to introduce you to. In the meantime, who can you help introduce me to as well? Yeah. I think another, I guess, I guess good tip would be, to, if you're in the trades or in any sales thing, know who you need to talk to. Right. You know, just as you said, I don't know who was it, millwork or uh, stone millwork? Architectural said? millwork. Architectural millwork. Like, I wouldn't know that. But if I was in Scott's position, I would want to know that. Right. <laughs> right. So I guess learning kind of who you need to be talking to is sure. pretty important. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Construction managers, property owners, um, you know, Anyone who's got multiple properties, 
you know, obviously um, looking to upgrade or, you know, refurbish their space, create introductions. Yeah. Hmm. That's pretty cool. I guess, uh, I don't even know what you would call them, just flippers who are very, very active would right. probably be a good one too. Don't see a lot, a lot. As, not as many flippers anymore. It seems like yeah. a lot of the inventory has already been flipped. You know, a lot of the houses that became less than tenable have now been flipped and are becoming tenable. Yeah. And I just, I don't see as much activity from the flippers that I used to deal with yeah. as I did three years ago. Hmm. That's pretty cool. It's good to know about the market. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of have to. And flippers are so cost conscious too yeah. that they're often looking for the cheapest credit that they can put in and walk away with a year guarantee. Hmm. And that's all they care about. Right. Not yeah. always, but that's often. You know, they're trying to they're trying to pull 30, 40, 50 grand off of a six-week transaction and, and they don't want to spend any more on the stone than they need to. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all, I mean, it's all, it's all good knowledge. Yeah. So uh, what else you got? <laughs> um, what else do we have? We have um, we have a beautiful showroom. Yeah, we have a beautiful showroom. Uh, the great thing with us is um, we're open seven days a week. Mm-hmm. So um, you're not having to get there before five o'clock on a work day. You can come in on a Saturday or a Sunday. Um, all oh. our slabs and all our remnants are inside. So you're not walking around in, in poor weather. Um, if you make an appointment, we will absolutely have somebody available. Oftentimes, we will have somebody available if you walk in. Um, but say, you know, you want to come in at 2 o'clock on a Sunday because um, that's when the kids are going to be at Grammys and you can come in and, and spend an, an hour or two and um, and look around and ask questions uh, to somebody who has really good answers. Not, um, you know, we make sure that, you know, the people that are there are knowledgeable, they're very helpful, um, patient is key. Um, we had somebody in uh, last Saturday, I think we're there for a little over three hours. Hmm. And that's fine because, you know, we have over 40 different colors in stock, um, soon to be more. We have an extensive um, remnant selection. So if you're looking to do a small or medium project, you know, the value's there for for that. Um, we sell sinks and uh, faucets. Um, so again, like Michael said earlier, we try to really be a, a one-stop shop. You know, when you come in, you're not dealing with 25 people, you know, if, if, again, if you make an appointment, you'll have one person, you'll have all their attention. They'll walk you through the process. They'll explain templating. They'll explain installation. Typically from, from template to installation, we're pretty close to a week right now, um, which is really unheard of for our industry. Yeah. A lot of people are two or three weeks out and, and that's great for us because again, we try to do something a little bit different. Yeah. Every top has been treated with a lifetime sealer, so you never have to worry about sealing it again. You never have to worry about washing it with anything special. Um, our, the fact that it's a completely digital shop means that we'll take a digital picture of the slab on a green screen, and then we'll digitally template your house and create a CAD file, and we can actually overlay that CAD file on the image of the slab and pull those pieces out and fit them together like a jigsaw puzzle and show you hmm. what your seams are going to look like and yeah. show you exactly what your stone is going to look like, not like on your cabinets in your house, but isolated just sort of on a white background. You can see exactly what it's going to look like. You can zoom in to, as if you were two feet away from the stone and decide if you like how the seam flows or if you like how the backsplash you know, carries the pattern from the countertop to the backsplash or if you don't or if there's, you know, you want the sinkhole moved over a couple of feet because you don't like that blob of gray in the granite. Um, and we give you the ability to do all that from the comfort of your home without having to come in and, and put blue masking tape on a slab of stone like people used to have to do to 
try to visualize. People can't visualize. You ask the average homeowner to come in and look at this slab, and this is your left-hand side of your countertop, and then this slab 20 feet away is the right side of your countertop, and imagine them fitting together. It's like people can't do that. But we can give them a picture that makes it easy for them. Hmm. That'd be cool. So I guess a question I had, because I have no idea. You said it comes in a bunch of colors. Right. So is that just naturally occurring colors in the stone, or is there actually like a dyeing process while you're making it? Well, quartz is a manufactured product. Mm -hmm. So that you have, um, we would still encourage people to come in and look at it, but it's a consistent product. It's, you know, obviously man-made. It's 7% polymer um, with natural stone in it. Okay. So there's a, a lot more consistency than, than normal or natural stone, should I say, you know, granite or marble. Yeah. Um, there's hundreds, if not thousands of varieties um, the hottest color this year has been fantasy brown, mm-hmm. which always interests me because there's very little brown in right. it. It's more green or, or mauve. Yeah. Um, hugely popular, but obviously each slab is, is completely different or very, a little bit different than, than, you know, the next one. So, um, I think right now we have eight slabs and if you were to line them all up, unless they came from the same cut or the same, uh, quarry, even they would be vastly different. So, hmm. It is important, especially with natural stone, to come in or, you know, go through the, the um, slabsmith that we, Michael was just talking about yeah. and, and make sure that you know exactly what you're what you're getting and what you're wanting. Hmm. So. That's cool. For the most part, though, the natural stone is how it, I mean, it's the color of what it came out of the ground. Yeah. And there really is that much variety in the stone colors? Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, because I guess when I think granite or rock, it's... I think gray, like gray and black and white. But if you think about, if you ever been to like a museum that had minerals on display, yeah. or if you knew a rock hound, think of all the different colors of crystals that they would have had on display. And there's lots of greens and lots of grays and yellows and browns and some reds. Not many blues. A few blues. Yeah, if you find anything blue, it's super expensive. Oh yeah. Yeah. Huh. That's pretty cool. As things you know. <laughs> yeah. There's one on display at one of the uh, stone uh, companies that we, we went into. I think it was like $450 a square foot or something like that. Oh, jeez. I mean, it was, I mean, it's beautiful and super ornate. I mean, and I don't know many people who would want. Be okay for the second house in Vail, but you wouldn't. Right, you know, right, yeah. You wouldn't want know. it on the vineyard in your main house. Right, yeah. yeah. Just tacky yeah. there. But, um, but yeah, no, it's interesting. And it, I've learned, um, obviously working with Michael, I've learned a tremendous amount, his knowledge and minerals and stones and the, the basis of the stones and where they come from has been awesome. I still have a tremendous amount to learn, but it's nice to be able to at least have a conversation and and be, you know, part of the conversation, not just going, oh, mm, wow, you know. <laughs> As I did in the beginning, it was Neat. Like, yeah, I didn't know anything about that. Great. Yeah. But, That's very cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so for, so I think you might have said it, I might have missed it, whatever. So when you go, say you go into a residential and they're picking out their countertops and stuff. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, what's the process for helping them pick the right color, any of that stuff? Or are you just kind of on the end of, like, they send you the order and you bring it into them? Our piece of it, and I mean, I'm really a consultant at this point. I'm not hitting the yeah. pavement. I'm, I'm helping them out sitting down once a month and trying to help them figure out where they want to go next. But really, Scott's mission is not dealing with end users. It's, it's dealing with the folks that are managing the end users. We have mm-hmm. people in the office that have customers are coming in to deal with us directly and we're not alienating any of our current customer base by selling to those end users, then we'll do so. But a lot of the time we're, you know, we're selling to dream kitchens, 
and Dream Kitchen's customer comes in and doesn't tell us they're working with Dream Kitchen's and tries to buy from us direct, but they've got a drawing that says Dream Kitchen's on it. So we kind of know. Yeah. So generally, it's the office staff that might be dealing with people making decisions, but but Scott's role as a wholesale salesperson is to be keeping that faucet flowing and not so much worrying about the water. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Cool. Because I was just curious. Because uh, I know a lot of interior designers and... Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, who's actually picking that? <laughs> right. So, and yeah. they would all be great introductions because those are all folks that probably have a stone fabricator. They may or may not be happy with them. They may be looking for somebody that can execute some different stuff than what their folks can do. Um, but they're all good originators of jobs. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. And we're, you know, and Michael and I have talked about this extensively. I mean, we're completely fine with being option number two or option number three. <laughs> we respect the fact that people have relationships. Um, there are some things that other companies can't do. And like I said before, I mean, we're happy to take on projects that people say can't be done because they're wrong. They're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's very cool. Yeah. Awesome. So let me see. So how do people get in touch with you when they want a job? They want a, uh, not a job, but they want granite or they want something or. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great way. Uh, simplest way is obviously Scott at keystonecarvings.net. Mm-hmm. Um, my cell is 603-267-4350. Um, typically, um, you know, if people want to come in, like I said, you know, make an appointment. If they have a small project to a large project, commercial base or residential, um, great opportunities for us. We're at One Rebel Road in Hudson, right off of Route 102, right across from Reed's Ferry Sheds. Beautiful showroom. Cool. Awesome. Cool. Great. So thank you guys for joining me today, both of you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. And learned a lot about granite that I actually didn't know. It's pretty good. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's good times. Thank you very much. Yeah, definitely. So thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, I'm going to roll out with a quick word from our sponsors. And then uh, catch you guys on the next interview.